Hey folks, today's podcast is brought to you in part by Crypto.com. Join millions of users buying and selling over 90 cryptocurrencies at true cost on the world's fastest growing crypto app, Crypto.com. I use it myself. Grow your portfolio by receiving rewards on your crypto assets, plus spend with the Crypto.com Visa card and get up to 8% back. You can help support this podcast by going to autoconverse.com slash crypto, and you'll get $25 in free CRO added to your account when you enter our promo code. That's their cryptocurrency. Simply go to www.autoconverse.com forward slash crypto. You'll get our promo code to receive $25 in free CRO when you open a new account using our promo code. Thanks for your support in this podcast, and good luck in your cryptocurrency endeavors. Three out of the four things that you were talking about. Let's take out the one about Google and and the police, uh, and and concentrate on the other three about the uh, the the Ford and Walmart uh, partnership about uh, about the rules regulation uh, regulating warehouse workers and about the, uh, the 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 grab and go technology that they're putting in the source. All three of those, the common thread in those is that those are all part of the cause and part of the solution of the customer experience, the way the customer's experience is going, the way we're buying things in this world in which we live in today uh, has changed and is changing, undergoing dramatic changes every single day. And all three of those stories are, are part of that part of that narrative. That was Terry Lancaster talking about the common theme of a few industry developments, such as Ford and Walmart testing autonomous delivery vehicles in select U.S. cities, and Amazon's just walk out retail technology that they're looking to introduce in some whole food stores. That common thread, the consumer experience. And on today's program, you are going to hear from Terry Lancaster, the new author of the book, How to Sell More Cars. But you know what they say, never judge a book by its cover. And it's true, you shouldn't, especially not in this case, because this book isn't entirely about selling more cars. It's about making more money and having fun by being better, which just so happens to be the name of Terry's first book, Better. So stick around and spend some time with Terry. I promise you will be glad that you did. From Autoburst Media, this is Autoconverse. Hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nut, so that's, that's, that's my jam. The robots are listening. The robots are listening. All right, and welcome to this episode of the Autoconverse podcast, where we explore people, ideas, and technologies that influence how we are connected and the way we get around. I am Ryan Droidy. It is great to be here with you. It really is. You know, we're going on almost a couple of months now since pressure's coming down on the COVID-19 vaccine and vaccine mandates, uh, passports in some cities. Uh, in fact, I have... Um, I should have a restaurant owner coming on uh, the podcast, uh, possibly in the next episode, as soon as the next episode, uh, who's a restaurant owner in New York City. And we'll be talking with him about uh, these passports that have been uh, required by his city. But it's getting messy out there, and we need, uh, we, we need to keep a pulse on things. We need to keep a pulse on how we're connected and the way we get around. So, you know, we were looking at this $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill uh, that could be seeing some daylight in the Senate right now. There's two Democratic senators that are being pressured, as you can imagine, to support the bill, 
which, you know, we went through it a couple of episodes ago and there's a lot of human infrastructure in there. And I wanted to focus on the uh, transportation infrastructure and something else we cover on the podcast and on our show uh, also is energy and sustainability. For what I understand in this bill, there's going to be a lot of handouts getting poured out to businesses that are in step with green energy and the Green New Deal. And But let's not go down a rabbit hole there. Let's get into some mobility headlines. Okay, so to kick things off, the feds are taking a harder stance on chip shortage. They're is some suspect of hoarding the ongoing semiconductor chip shortage that's affecting production of high-tech products around the world continues to make building new cars difficult for the automotive industry. And the problem has been simmering since late 2020. It really started boiling in the spring of this year. And now the Biden administration might start taking unusual steps to try and solve the issue. Without a change, some experts say the chip shortage could last until 2023. So, yeah, we're going to have to keep an eye on this development because uh, it's making the car business tricky for sure. It's definitely making the car business tricky. In other news, GM reminds workers to report vaccination status or risk bonus money. General Motors warned that salary workers who have not reported their coronavirus vaccination status will receive a letter of safety violation. Employees who choose not to reveal whether they are vaccinated will also risk a financial penalty. GM said in August that it was asking its salaried workforce of 48,000 people to report their status and provide proof of vaccination. The company is working with the UAW to get factory workers vaccinated. Well, here's a problem with this. COVID is classified as a disease because it's a disease and you can't be penalized like that for disease. So these are why we're going to see so many lawsuits coming up. So Again, more things to keep an eye on. Here's Ford says U.S. salaried employees require to disclose COVID-19 vaccination status, too. And it asked its hourly employees to do the same. Ford follows rival General Motors in asking for vaccination status of its employees, but not mandating the shots. All right. So this is opening up a box. (laughs) Tesla now. Leave it to Tesla. Tesla wants an exemption from COVID-19 rules so it can host a 9,000-person county fair at its Berlin Gigafactory. Officials have limited large gatherings to 5,000 people during the pandemic, but the electric vehicle maker has applied for permission to host 9,000 people at the event, which is billed as both a county fair and a Gigafest. I bet I'll get it. I bet I'll get it. Why wouldn't he? And we should know. We should know by the next episode. Something to look out for. Here's something cool. May Mobility launches semi-autonomous shuttle service. The free on-demand service connects the Carytown neighborhood, University of Michigan campus, and State Street Corridor in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Well, here's what's funny. If you don't know Ann Arbor, Michigan, you wouldn't know the Carytown neighborhood. You wouldn't know the U of M campus, and you wouldn't know the State Street Corridor. Uh, Those are all within walking distance from each other. But if you can imagine on a cold or exceptionally hot or just a bad weather day, a shuttle service would be pretty cool. It's about, it depends on where you're walking, but it's a short walk. But yeah, autonomous shuttle service uh, sprouting up there in Ann Arbor. That's pretty cool. I used to live there for a long time and I have 
go back there all the time too. So kind of a personal story there. And here's a little cool little tidbit. Volvo cars to go leather-free and all pure electric cars as part of animal welfare ambitions. By 2025, the company is aiming for 25% of the material in new Volvo cars to consist of recycled and bio-based content as it looks to become a fully circular business by 2040. As part of its climate action plans, it also aims for all of its immediate suppliers, including material suppliers, to use 100% renewable energy by 2025. Of course, this is something we've been uh, keeping tabs on as well, is the company's uh, uh, aims towards 100% or carbon neutral uh, status. How they come up with that and how they measure that, uh, that would be a fascinating subject to explore. Here's what's interesting about this headline. Volvo cars to go leather free in all pure electric cars. But really, they're aiming to get to be 25%. So you got this is why you have to look under the headlines of everything because you got to look at the, at the details. I know it sounds obvious, but that's what you got to do. All right, hope you enjoyed the news segment. After this break, we'll come back for a brief moment with our special wellness segment. Uh, on space utilization. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say very often. It's happened twice, I think, this week. I've had two individuals, you know, not even wanting to discuss anything with me because I'm a dealer. But then I just say, uh, when that happens, I say my piece. I got a little spiel I put out there. I said, look, so my money's money, right? My money's just as good as everyone else's. My money clears a lot better, a lot quicker than most other people. Um, if you benefit from selling to a dealership, you don't have a random person coming up in your driveway or, or coming up to your work to test drive your vehicle. You don't know if they got a license. You don't know if they got insurance. You don't even know if they got money. You know, you know, we're a large, reputable company. Um, you know, our money's good. Our insurance is good. So you don't have to worry if you got a loan on it. You don't have to worry about paying the bank off and getting the person you sold the vehicle to the title. We pay the bank off directly. They send the titles to us. Once I get the title in hand, I give you a certified check for the equity. That's another thing that's kind of hard to overcome, but that's just our company's policy. This AutoConverse podcast and the following message are brought to you in part by Vehicle Hero. If you've been paying attention, you may have noticed a subtle shift in car dealer ads on radio, TV, and the internet. For decades, car dealers have all screamed about having the lowest prices on cars. But nowadays, car ads are mostly telling you to hurry in for top dollar on your trade. We'll buy your car whether you buy one of ours or not. And that nobody pays more for used cars than Big Bob's Ford store. Nobody. At Vehicle Hero, we rescue your sale by making things as easy as one, two, three. You give us details about your car, we search our network, finding local dealers who want your model, work through their bids, eliminating everything but the best offer. You walk away happy without any of the inconveniences of used car sales. Selling your used car doesn't have to be full of drama. Vehicle Hero gets you paid with no settling, no switcheroos, and no stress. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash hero. That's www.autoconverse.com forward slash hero. And thank you. All right. There we go. Hello, Gail. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. 
It's great to have you. Gail and I have a little bit of history I will uh, share. We've met through Clubhouse. We have a limited window here, so let's get right into yeah. things. This is our our we, our mindness, our wellness mindset segment. Formerly, I refer to it as our health and wellness segment. Um, but I've, I asked Gail to come up here because she specializes in space utilization. So why don't you start off with defining what that means for you? And then, yeah, let's have you get into your tips for today on how we can all uh, be more efficient and organized. My version of space utilization is being able to take a look at someone's physical space, see how it functions, see how it feels, um, see what the purpose or the intention of the space is, being able to decide if it's practical, functional, efficient. I, I have found that oftentimes what we wish for our space sometimes is not practical for how we're going to use it or what we're going to do with it. So space utilization is just being able to have that bird's eye view of, of the way someone describes their space and what they want for it, whether it's whether it's a personal space within their home or even their office, um, how it's set up. It's about being able to make sure that it's set, that it's set up for them to be efficient, effective, and to feel successful. People are like, how would my space make me feel successful? You'd be surprised. <laughs> the more cluttered it is, the less successful we feel. So that's what I help people with is, is the bird's eye view of, of how to set up their space and utilize it in a way that, that really makes them feel um, confident and successful in any area of life. Speak to how much of that is personal. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's people, and it's even said a lot of, you know, so-called geniuses, when you look at their workspace is just cluttered. I have, uh, I'll use my stepdad as an example. I can't handle going into his home <laughs> office because it's like a, it's like a whirlwind. Um, but when he needs something, he knows exactly where it's under and, and where it is. So, um, is that not a personal preference? Do some people operate it, better that way? To a certain degree, and I'm, and I'm actually glad that you brought that up. One of the things that's interesting in my experience is that in, in my career life, anytime I've worked for other people, my office has always been immaculate. Everything had a place. I love offices because there's less emotional attachment and it's easier to easier for things to find homes. Whereas in my personal space, I was the kind of person that had stuff stacked in piles. I knew exactly where it was. Like, don't like, don't touch my stuff because if somebody moved it, I no longer knew where it was. And so, you know, I mentioned that because people can be organized at work and not at home or vice versa. Um, they can also be not organized anywhere. Um, and so what's interesting about that is that the people who function that way um, it's, it's how their mind is processing what they're working on. So to them, it makes sense. They know where it is. They're usually visual people, people who they see something, they know where it is as opposed to, um, and having it where they can see it. It's out of sight. It's out of mind. Um, you know, so it, it, it is sort of a personal preference, but it also goes back to, um, how much time they spend looking for stuff. If something were to happen to them, who would know where things are? Um, so it kind of comes back to an efficiency and it's about deciding what works for the individual versus what works for others who might be entering that person's space, if if that makes sense. It makes sense. And actually brings up a, a, something I wasn't thinking about till you started talking, which is we could have a personal workspace that affects nobody but ourselves, right. such as your home office. But if you are in a, in a group in a group office where uh, especially in, in, in contemporary times where you might have workstations in an open area, your workspace can affect the people around you 
and have an effect. So you, you are dealing with two different yeah. kind of dynamics, I, I think. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And it really, for me, it really boils down to it's, it's always been my philosophy and my belief that everyone has their own natural sense of order. Um, and so it's about figuring out how they operate in their space and what makes sense to them. That's where their, their natural sense of order comes from. Um, and so it's about being able to figure out what that is. That's where the, the, the space utilization or organizing strategy comes in is that it's not a one size fits all. It's not what works for me will work for other people. There's a lot of commonalities um, in how someone sets up you know, their space, like a filing system or their pantry, like they're either personal or professional space. There's consistencies with how space is set up, but where one person goes to naturally put something away or to find something, which is more important, um, differs for everybody. Like, like I said, how they, how they think about where something goes, their natural sense of order or the thought process they have for where they put things and then recall it from, it varies depending on the person's any number of things. <laughs> and again, that was Gail Gunn talking with me about efficient space utilization and how she helps people let go of their clutter physically, mentally, and emotionally from their space, from their business, from their life, and guiding you to awakening your mind, body, and space connection. Now, I don't know about you, but I think we could all benefit from awakening our mind, body, space connection, which is why I now include wellness mindset segments in my shows and podcasts. And I'm actively seeking ways to incorporate wellness mindset learning and activities that enhance the show experience. So thank you. And I hope you enjoy them. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring a good friend and legacy character here on the show, uh, Terry Lancaster. Terry co-hosted with me a couple of years ago here. Um, he's been on the show uh, numerous times. I haven't seen him in probably about a year, but he is back and I'm going to bring him on today. And we're going to talk about what are the implications for this ongoing inventory shortage? How is it going to affect the car business? Is it is it even going to make us into a, make this into a more order-based on-demand uh, shopping environment? So let me take down my screen. How you doing, brother? I'm pretty good. Great to have you here. Hey, so uh, so I hadn't been on in a year and a half. I think the first thing we need to discuss is how is it possible I got even better looking? That's just crazy. Just crazy. Well, and your hair sure. and your hair is has gotten even more perfect. It's it, it's a beautiful <laughs> world we live in, Ryan. It's a whole new look, isn't it? It is for sure. Um, well, thank you for that. And you do look dapper. I like the you get. Yeah, I think you got the, um, oh, dare I say that, the uh, the liberal hipster look. That's what I uh, I, I was looking for an aging, uh, cool professor look. That's where we're going. So. Yeah, it's kind of similar. <laughs> if I had some patches on the elbows, we could do that. There you go. So, uh, Terry, I, I call you Larry just for just Larry. Of the news items I read, Cal the California's bill that they're passing uh, – about uh, Amazon or warehouse workers really tracking employees. I mentioned about Ford and Walmart. This new warrant by U.S. Police. What? What? Anything stand out for you? Well, it did actually. So, um, three out of the four things that you were talking about. Let's take out the one about Google and and the police, uh, and and concentrate on the other three about the uh, the the Ford and Walmart uh, partnership about uh, about the rules regulation uh, regulating warehouse workers. And about the, uh, the 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 grab and go technology that they're putting in the source, 
all three of those, the common thread in those is that those are all part of the cause and part of the solution of the customer experience, the way the customer's experience is going, the way we're buying things in this world in which we live in today uh, has changed and is changing, undergoing dramatic changes every single day. And all three of those stories are, are part of that part of that narrative. That's a, a good observation. You're absolutely right. And I like where you're coming from, because I think where you're coming from is that it's all about customer experience. Yeah. And what are other retailers doing? What are other businesses doing? And then I think in our case, you can tell by your, how to sell more cars. You know, a lot of this comes down to a discussion we've been having for 15, 20 years, which is mm -hmm. the customer experience of buying cars. Um, no, that's, that's exactly it. All of, all of these things are reactions and stimuli uh, about for meeting the customers where they are about uh about serving their needs instead of serving the needs of the retailer now i don't you know i don't know if amazon's any worse about the way they you know make a workers pee in a bottle than any other manufacturer is i would, I would love to see that 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 comparison but the fact is amazon is at the forefront of changing the consumer experience and the thing we have to remember uh, you know, is that uh, every time we're dealing with a robot or any of this technology that kind of takes the human element out of it, there's pretty much going to be another human being at the other end of the line somewhere. Uh, so, so, so we, we have to think of it as a human experience on, on both ends. And the, the greatest thing that humans experience is if we can get enough of the robots out of the way and, and, and get the people working together and, hel and helping the customer get what they want. That's what Amazon's doing where you, you walk in and grab some stuff. They're making it easier uh, for, for, for people to buy. And that's exactly the way the car business needs to be for so, so long. The car business you know, it was very structured. You had, you had to come in, you had to work for four hours. You had, you had to do this. That all changed last year. All of a sudden the, uh, the, the quarantine struck and the lockdowns came in. And in some places you physically couldn't even go to a car dealership. Uh, most places you still good, but there were some, some you couldn't go to a car dealership and people started working on, on trying to digitize the process. Let's meet the customer where they are. All right. So let's do this. Tell us about how to sell more cars. Tell us about your new book. I'm going to pull up the website while you're talking. Yeah, so uh, I've got, got the new book, How to Sell More Cars, and it is really, it's a, it's, it's, it's a small book. I tried to keep it short because nobody wants to read War and Peace uh, on, on, on the showroom floor. It's made for car salespeople, and it's all about meeting the customers where they are and, and, and predominantly using social media and, use, and building those human relationships. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a quick thing. And it's, it's, uh, I do it almost like the book is almost like a mini version of the training I'll do when I'm, when I'm training dealers, either in person or, or virtually. And that is, I, I present the subject. This is why you need to connect with more people. 2%, 2% of the universe, 2% of every, every single human being, you know, probably is going to buy a car this year. So the more people, you know, the more people who know you, the more people who like you and trust you, the more chances you have to uh, to meet them where they are, and and uh, and a lot of that is just like we said, the uh, the, the the mobile app, the, all the mobile apps and the technology kind of kind of sometimes get in the way of things because we want to separate this the human interaction and the computer computer interactions. Uh, and what the book does is it tells everyone to meet where they are, wherever they are, in person or on social media or in in the showroom but start working on building those relationships, take small, definite actions 
right now to uh, to build more relationships so you can make more friends and sell more cars. Well, congrats on the new book. Uh, I definitely look forward to checking out. I think number one bestseller, baby. Yeah. Um, you know, you definitely know how to make that happen. So let me let me challenge you a little bit. Shoot. All right, we're talking here about pre-ordering cars, order based. You know, order ahead on cars. Um, what's the future for car salesmen? What's their future look like in your in your in your worldview? So in my worldview, it really hasn't changed much in the last couple of years. The the, the worldview is going to come down to this. Uh, basically, uh, card salespeople are going to get segmented. Uh, and this is my, my my prediction, and I'm zero good at predicting. But uh, uh, car salesmen are going to get segmented into two two people. One are the order takers, the the, the Amazon warehouse workers who are getting paid. 12, 13, $15 an hour, whatever it turns out to be for when someone comes in, they, uh, they deliver the car to them, show, to, show them how to plug in their phone and, uh, and, 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 you know, grease the skids, make the transaction happen. And there's going to be salespeople who continue, who, who look at the car business as a relationship business, a long-term business. And they're going to, uh, they're going to, they're going to meet, the, they're going to, you know, they, they get a lead from car gurus, boom, they sell a car. And someone comes in there. the uh, The twelve dollar an hour people are going to, uh, you know, going to, going to send them on their way, and they're going to wave. And then there's going to be a segment of people who take this opportunity to connect with that human being, and build a relationship with that human being, and maintain a relationship with that human being, so they can kill, sell their spouse a car, and their family a car, and their friends a car, and their next car. But they have to take proactive action to turn that random random internet lead into a real life human being and uh, take concerted effort to stay in their life for the long haul. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you for tuning in and enjoying, uh, and enjoying my conversation with Mr. Terry Lancaster. And remember you can go to how to sell more cars.org to get Terry's book and check it out yourself. You don't even have to be in the business of selling cars to enjoy Terry's book. Remember to text the keyword autoconverse to 855-766-7585 and get subscribed to our YouTube channel so that you can tune into our live shows, which are every four Wednesdays uh, around two o'clock central time. But you don't have to worry about the day and time because we'll let you know. Again, text autoconverse to 855-766-7585. If you're a dole holder, you know what I say, to the moon, but I have a bombshell this time. You ready? Dun, 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 dun. I have a bombshell this time. You ready? I just bought this morning 700,000 SHIB in you. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think of that? Peace. I'm out of here. This is Autoburst Media.